Hey, St. Paul, welcome to episode 27 of Mama and the Rev. We're thankful that you're joining us today, whether you're joining us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon, or even iTunes or our website. Thank you. I'm here with Emily Trotter. Emily, 27 episodes. We say this all the time. Every time. Every time. I mean, we can't stop saying it now. No, no. It, I mean, It'd it's... Just be weird. It would be very weird. <laughs> <laughs> that other voice that you hear is our guest today. Emily, why don't you introduce him? We have in the studio, Jake, I must say, well, W. Jake Hess third, um, who I often refer to as Trip or Trip Buddy. He is my baby cousin, um, but more importantly, he is the new worship leader for the Contemporary Service at St. Paul. We are very excited to have you, Jake. Well, I am. I'm blessed to be here. I'm excited to be able to work with you and to be able to do this. I mean, I've never done something like this, so it's. Uh, oh, come on! You've never ever done something like I know, this. I, I'm new to the podcasting world, so this is a. Uh, so, so are we. we. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're, we're all experiencing a genesis well, there are of sorts. People in doing podcasts that are on episode one thousand. <laughs> right, right, true. We're on true. twenty-seven. Well, they're not we'll having be coming in our little motorized uh, carts. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We're glad you're here. <laughs> I, I just, it's uh, it's an honor. I'm humbled, so. Now, Trip, when I say you're my, see, I did it again, Trip. Um, so people, when you hear me refer to Trip, this is it. And I know I'm bound to get people, especially our St. Paul family, so confused wow. when I do this. But um, when I said baby cousin, he literally is my baby cousin. Um, <laughs> he is 23. Yes. So I'm 20 years older than him. Yes, I know most of you thought I was 28. Um, <laughs> but um, he's he's 23. His dad is my mother's baby brother. Um, and Jake, he's also Jake, so he's Jake Jr. Jake Jr., of course. Um, or Uncle Jake. And, and I realize that I do this. I, I didn't know that I did this until recently um, because I refer to people not as by their name, but by what I call them. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, Trip is my name, and it ha- it has been what people call me that love me and are dear to me. And so I, I answer to it, and it, I think I would go as far as to say that it is me, that I am Trip. But somewhere along the way in middle school, I had heard enough of the don't trip, see you next fall jokes, um, you know. I, see, now that gives me context. I understand. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, people kind of really, you know, is that is that really why you changed it up? It is, it's and it, it's, it's it's my it's my namesake. I'm I'm proud to be a Jake, but those, those who those who I'm close to and I love are they call me Trip. It's almost a rite of passage in a way. Yeah, there are a lot of Jakes in our family, Jakes and Joyces. So we're all mm-hmm. named and after. Aunt Judy's, <laughs> right, right. And, and talk about the people right. that you refer to. Yeah, that, yeah. Aunt Judy, that, Uncle Chris, Uncle Jake, Mama. Um, <laughs> My own mama. I'm not referring to myself, my daddy. Um, so that's what I say. <laughs> so, because I realized in my in my last um, episode 26, I referred to my Uncle Chris. And so even by the end of the episode, John was referring to him as Uncle Chris. Right. Well, he, he is Uncle Chris <laughs> he, to just about everybody. He so, is. I mean. And so I just assume that everyone knows the people that I'm talking about right, and will say, right. oh, sure, of course. I, I know you're Uncle Chris. Or, hey, your cousin Tripp. Of course. I'm going to know exactly who that is. Um, <laughs> Um, so there's that, um, 
aspect to me. So we just are real familiar and we assume that you know all the things to know. So when we say W. Jake Hess III, and we just told you that there was Jake Hess Jr., the original W. Jake Hess was our grandfather. Yes, ma'am. A legend in his own right for real, like I'm not making that up, right. like he was for sure. Right. And which makes it so much more special that you here are following in his footsteps and singing right. for the Lord. And I mean, the original Jake was a gospel music, a Southern Southern gospel pioneer. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this stat that he was the favorite singer of Elvis, and that was documented. It cannot um, be denied. It cannot be denied. Um, he sang at Elvis's funeral. So that's that's the guy that we're referring to right. and whose shoes we have to fill. Not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. not a small task <laughs> at all. No, it's not. But he obviously left us a rich legacy. Yes, ma'am. Of what his life was and what he stood for and what he believed and obviously, because <laughs> I am quite a bit older than you, um, I had more more time to enjoy him as a as a grandparent and whatnot. But mm-hmm. but I, of course, am not following in his his musical footsteps. So I just would like for you to talk a little bit about. I mean, what is that like, man? Um. Well, I've been singing in churches all over the country for. A good part of my life now, especially in college, and the the demographic of people that listen to him were they they they've got the grandma and grandpa label now, yeah, so it, they're aging. They, yeah, they are a little bit, but they all know who he is, and they all love him for what he did. And to see me being able to do what I love and to follow in those footsteps, I mean, it, it's uh, it's crazy to see how they react and how proud they are. And I I got to say that um. It can be daunting at times to realize yeah. the shoes that you have to fill, but I'm, I'm so blessed, and I'm I'm excited to be able to carry that out and have a chance at it. So. Yeah, amen. We're all blessed. Yes, that, ma'am. That you are doing that. Well, um, do you think that it's because uh, you don't sing Southern gospel necessarily? Not not if not if I can help it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I and that, and that is that is See, not. Most people are going. What the heck is Southern gospel? Well, and that and that's the thing is, and it, it's it's an art form that. I think should be honored and revered for its impact on the Christian market and in Christian music, of course. But I, I, I've never been necessarily compelled by it. But I do appreciate it for what it is. And yeah. I, I mean, especially for names like Bill Gaither, who totally revolutionized Christian songwriting. And uh, he, the man can put a great show together. So, I mean, that, that, that is not to say that I don't appreciate it, but I don't right. think it's my walk. Right. Because I think that it is kind of a... I don't want to say it's a dying breed, but I mean, it's not the, it's not the same as it once was. And so Southern gospel, I mean, when you think of gospel, I think it, most people think of the black churches and the black artists, and they are typically the gospel um, genre. And then Southern gospel is, is, is the white part, I guess, (laughs) in it. Although there are, you know, Lily Knoll's, in that wasn't that her? I'm probably getting that wrong. My man, she could sing. I really enjoyed her and Jesse Dixon. There are exceptions to the rule, and and I mean, like like any art form, I don't I don't think it's 
I don't want to say it's not right, but it, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate to necessarily limit somebody based on their demographic, right? You right know, to, of course, to perform it. But it, you know, that's the that's kind of the status quo. Well, yeah, and there's a lot more Southern gospel. Quite honestly, it's just a little bit more boring than gospel. It tends to be, <laughs> it, you know, it's very straightforward, <laughs> and it's uh, and it's message. Yeah, not absolutely not, ex- not quite the hype and the excitement. But referring back to what you were saying, because. On your Instagram, and yeah, follow him on Instagram, everybody. It's WJKS the third, and there are yes. some spaces in there, so just search him and you'll find it. Um, and he's on TikTok, right? I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm probably going to delete my Twitter. I'm about tired of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mess. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. Well, good for um, you. Well, and you probably, I'm sure you can even search YouTube and find Absolutely. you. Absolutely, I, ha- I have a few videos on YouTube from my. Uh, my high school days, I, you know, <laughs> things that you might enjoy if you, if you, if you want to look at a younger me <laughs> figuring it out. But. Thank you, Interwebs. Thank you. Um, but you posted um, not that long ago. I mean, it had to have been sometime this year, I think, where mm-hmm. a songwriter that Papa had recorded, I Will Never Walk Alone. Was that it? Was that it the was, song? Was this uh, Dave Clark yes. that we're referring to? Oh, yeah. So his father knew our, knew our Papa. Mm-hmm. And Papa ended up recording one of his songs. Yes, ma'am. And then you guys got to work together. And I mean, I saw that post and I myself, I mean, I just, I, it made me cry. What is it like when you when you interact with these people that have worked with or have known you both? Well, it's, it's just another example of his reach and his impact on people. Um, the one thing that I constantly, constantly hear about him is that he was a loving man of the Lord and that you could feel the beaming from him. And it, I think it I think it runs through the blood, you know, through our family. We we all have that knack for loving people and networking with people and being able to get them at a at the root of it, at the root of who we really are. And he he just he showed an ultimate kindness. But he was easy to work with. That's that's my understanding. And and Dave just the, the entire time that I was writing with Dave Clark, which was an incredible experience on yeah. its own and um, very humbling. Um, he just, he reveres the man and it's, it is humbling. So, Well, you're doing a good job already well, of I'm <laughs> carrying try- it on. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good steward. It's not always easy, but um, the Lord has a plan and I'm trying to see it through and fulfill it. I'm blessed. So talking about the Lord's plan and you're young. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yes. But this idea of waiting. Yes, ma'am. And what's going on. So tell us about where you are and what, I mean, number one, we we are lucky enough to have you well at St. Paul. This obviously is not, you didn't grow up saying, hey, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be a contemporary worship leader for a church in my hometown. And um Right. This right. is not my life goal, my life dream, but um, we're glad you're here. But so talk to us about the waiting. The, the music business, it's a very visceral thing. It's a very brutal industry. Um, you, have to, you have to have a gift and you have to have something to present in mm-hmm. order to get your foot in the door. But there's so many more logistical steps that go into it. And along my way, I've, I've realized that the difficult part of starting a group and being an entity in music is keeping the entity together and all being of like mind and of, of sound heart. Like the, just the entire way it has it's proven to be difficult. But I think the Lord is showing me things through each step and through each phase. Like you said, in the waiting, 
there has to be a lesson. There has to be something that you take from it. And in, in this season, I think I think the Lord really very genuinely wants for me to draw nearer to Him, which is something that I've struggled with, even even when I have been in the prime of my singing, like when I was at Lee University singing with the Voices of Lee. It was an incredible experience and something that I wouldn't ever trade for anything, but there was, there was a lot of emptiness that I experienced because I was going out and doing the thing and being on stage and witnessing to people, but there was a there was a hall of nature to me personally and the things that I was going through. And I, I, I think that, you know, I've been blessed with a talent, but I think God wants me to focus. And in this season, that's, that is my goal is to focus on him and to draw closer and nearer. And, you know, it says in the word, he will, he will give us the desires of our heart if we do so. So, um, that's my plan. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Amen. I would guess Jake that over the last year, as you were saying, it's a visceral market. It's a visceral, um, the music industry is yeah. very visceral. I would imagine over the last year, there's been unknowns, dark spots, indecision, and um, moments where you've just been, where's God in all this? Yeah, absolutely. W- what has the Holy Spirit been doing inside of you during that time? What has the... What has God's spirit been reminding you of over and over and over again? That I'm not alone in it. That there is an ultimate plan for my life, whether it looks like what I imagine or not, and that is never the case. Um, I I think he has reminded me of his place in my life and the weight I should give him. Because it's an easy thing to think you have everything figured out and have your steps planned and ordered as you see them fit and they just fall out from under you. And that, that has been my experience to a point. But again, he's, he's teaching me patience and he's teaching me to, to get to the root of all my questions that I have about it. Like it, he is the supplier, he is a provider and that he will ultimately give me what I want if I seek his face and seek his nature. And that, that's been tough. The flesh is weak. I have I have doubted, not every step of the way, but you know, so often I'm like, is it? Why did I move to Nashville? Why did I decide to do all these things and set these things in motion if if it was never going to work the way I intended it to? But I think he's showing me. He really is showing me patience and showing me how to how to make my faith my own in this time. There's a guy in Acts, his name is Philip. He's one of the three major characters of the book of Acts. You have Peter, right? Pentecost. You have Paul on the other side. And each one of those two is doing one of the things that Jesus said they will do. Peter in Jerusalem, Paul to the ends of the earth. But what about Judea and Samaria? This is where Philip comes in. Philip actually, after the dispersion, goes to Samaria and has a very successful ministry there, in fact. Mm-hmm. And um, what he does is, is he actually finds um, himself being led away from that successful ministry. And what we find ourselves sometimes doing is asking the question, God, where are you even in this? Right. You know, it's easy for us to ask God, where are you in the moments where we don't see the ends meet, the connections. Right. But then in those successful ministries, like Francis Chan actually leaving that church in Simi Valley right. and starting going overseas and then starting those home churches 
by the way, Emily, I've started reading the book. Oh my gosh. And um, I'm so on good, the sacred right? chapter. Yeah, oh. it's really good. But, um, but how, you know, even in that spot of great success, everything seems to be clicking and, and working in the right direction. There's these subtle movements of God inside right. hearts of individuals and those whom we trust. We start to hear that same message that God is moving in a different direction. And it's easy for us to say, okay, God, why? Why in that, in that moment? So here's Philip, and on the journey to Gaza, he meets this guy, an Ethiopian eunuch, who at one specific moment in his life, we don't know why he's reading Isaiah. We don't know who is the one who introduced him to that. I mean, you start to see all the web of God's movements and the Holy Spirit's movements started as you see it from our perspective right. from 20 centuries later. But here's Philip introduced to this guy. And it was that one moment that Philip, in obedience, met this Ethiopian guy and shared the message of Christ. Who knows? Philip had no idea what the outcome of that would be in Ethiopia or in North Africa. I mean, we, we, we have no idea. And we have these opportunities in our lives. What we push back on so many times yeah. and we don't understand what, yeah. what's going on. And and I go back to that, that self-reflection and asking, am I willing just to be one who brings a cup of cold water? Would I be willing? If, if right. all my job is on earth, is it to bring a cup? It was to bring a cup of cold water or to witness to an Ethiopian eunuch. If it was, if I was Phillips in Phillips shoes, it reminds me of the that passage in Psalm 8410, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Mm. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Man, that is a self-reflection that I have to go through that I don't go through naturally. I don't wake up every morning and say, you know what? I'm just going to gravitate towards being a doorkeeper. Right. Yeah, and, and it is it is to be obedient to the call and to to go where he set you out to go. I am um, I'm constantly reminded of Joseph's struggles. He had no clue that he was gonna be set apart in such a way that he would go from being thrown into a pit by the ones who loved him, sold off into slavery, put in another jail cell, having to wait and winding up in, in the court of the Pharaoh. And I, I, th I think, well, I don't, I don't know if I will be able to have that sort of power and influence. I, I, I just, I, I pray the Lord would use me in whatever way he sees fit. And he's doing that. He's opening the correct doors and closing the right ones. And, you know, it all has to do with obedience. And I'm, I'm, fi I'm finding that in my mid-20s, like I could not find it. <laughs> after high school and during college and but I'm I'm finding my way and, and I, th I think the Lord is giving me giving me a little more vision with each step praise the Lord come on you I'm blessed it, buddy. I'm blessed so you grew up here in Columbus yes sir you did so tell me who those people were in your life that had been outside of your family that have been influential in your faith journey you don't have to give names or anything like that, but well, I I, I will give 
one name at least. Um, Jonathan Moore, who's cur- he's currently at St. Luke. Um, my family's known him for a long time. What we almost consider him family, really, we do. Um, he he's been very, very important to my faith and my walk. Um, he knows a lot about me that many people wouldn't, and and he he really helped me to get my start in worship leading and uh, leading the masses in praise. And, you know, following his example, that's something that he does. He leads worship, and uh, he sings songs of praise to the Lord, and he sings them with such conviction, and he was such a good model for me, really, to uh, to get started in that way. And, and he, he gave me a platform to, to begin doing that. I think that started in, like, the maybe ninth grade, 10th grade year, but... um. Man, so much was revealed to me in those in those years and under his tutelage. So I am I'm privileged to have been under him. And I'm grateful to him. I'm always amazed at those people, those intersections, those Phillips in our lives uh-huh. that come and unbeknownst to us, we're the one who's questioning. We're the ones who um, are wondering what something might mean or whatnot. And they come alongside. I am convinced, Emily, that raising children, that I am, I gravitate. I mean, I, I am convinced that there are people out there who have been more of a spiritual influence than I will ever be on my family and my yeah. children. I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I hope so. Gosh. For my own kids, not yours. You know, <laughs> the kids will be in Bible studies or something like that, and they'll come home and they'll say something. Dad, guess what I learned? And I said, I preached about that two weeks ago. <laughs> you heard me say it. Where come on, you? give me some love here. Right. But those people who have stood outside our family and have been those spiritual influences. Man. And Jonathan Moore, countless people that he has done the same thing to. Absolutely. He's, he's got an, an incredible ministry going at St. Luke, and I, I've always appreciated him. Um, another individual I'd have to point out would be my director of the ensemble I was in in college. His name is Danny Murray. And, um, you know, his, his name can spark either a smile or a bit of controversy through, <laughs> throughout the land. <laughs> But to me, he he was a father figure through my college years, and he was one of the first people to pull me to the side and say, you are presumptuous, and you don't know the things that you think you know, and you just need to, you need to try and level with me. And for the first time in my life, I, I was able to step away from a situation and really consider, how can I improve myself? How can I improve my walk so that other people see the Lord through me and working through my giftings and the things that I enjoy? And I, I appreciate him. I, 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 I wouldn't be where I'm at without Danny Murray. No way. He's given me ev- really all the opportunities that I've had outside of college mm-hmm. and what, what I'm doing now. So, You know, in our minds, we're thinking of those 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 people who've done the same thing right. in our own lives. Right. The tapestry of the work of God's spirit mm. is unfathomable. It's a beautiful work. It is. It's a it weaves a tapestry. Oh, I'm getting so poetic. <laughs> Come on. It weaves a tapestry that has that thread of the gospel message all the way through it. Yeah. And I read a 
I wish I remember where I read this because I'd like to read it again. Um, but I read this reference to tapestries that the front side and what we see in the picture that's that's depicted and how, how wonderful it is and how beautiful it is, is and the, the details and all of the things that have woven together and how we enjoy that. But when you flip it over, mm. that the backside, though, is not the same picture. It's just as intricate and detailed and beautiful and the colors that are a little more pop out a little bit more and the frayed edges and the things that mm. are on the backside of the tapestry are just as important as obviously what's on the front side that everyone sees. Now I'm going to go home and find a tapestry to find. <laughs> Put that to I, the test. I really want to know what where I read that. <laughs> as you look around, we're sitting in a library. As you look around, as just maybe the books in here. I could have, maybe, <laughs> no, I I it. maybe I took it home with me. <laughs> no, maybe it's behind this painting. Maybe so. Maybe so. That is a beautiful uh, image. It really is. I think we all can say when we look back to when we were starting our lives and what we thought how they would look. I mean, John was going to be a pharmacist. Um, right. I was going to be an actress. And um, what we viewed as we begin our adult life is, you know, what would happen. And then obviously things change. I'm, I'm not an actress, <laughs> really. I mean, okay, sort of. But um, John's not a pharmacist. <laughs> It was pharmacy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I played one, though, on TV. <laughs> you know, I, but the, and I, and I can obviously only speak for myself here. When I think about what I had envisioned for my life and what I wanted and the steps that I needed to take to get there, and being a, not that I wasn't a, a believer in college or, I mean, I, I was. And in, and in fact, my performance class was, was there were eight of us, mm-hmm. you know, six girls, two boys. And they all knew where I stood and what my life was like. I mean, I sang a Janet Paschal song Come in on. my senior showcase. You <laughs> so I didn't sing Come a show on. tune. I sang a Southern gospel song. Beautiful. So there's my there was my background. But the way that I have used those gifts that the Lord has given me is completely different than how I envisioned using them. And so John talking about Philip here really makes me think that even though my scope and audience may not have been what I had wanted or envisioned. Who have I intersected with? Who have I come across in this path on, on this journey that, that, that I may have changed? And, and there's a song by Ray Boltz. God, this is old. See, I am dating myself here. Well, that's does, back in the 80s. Does anyone know who Ray Boltz is? <laughs> These two. <laughs> I bet you I even know the song you're going to say. <laughs> You got to go look this up. It's a beautiful song. I will. I will. I will enjoy it. It's along it. the same. I mean, Dreamed I a, Went to Heaven? Yes, Is that the one? Yes, yes, yes. It's called course. Thank You. Thank you for giving to the Lord for I Am a Life That Was Changed. Mm. And this past weekend, my Uncle Chris that I've talked about earlier, we were at a youth retreat reunion <laughs> from kids and his youth group from 1982, which I believe was the first group he had to 1995 Tusculum from Tusculum Hills beautiful. Baptist Church. So we were 
at this retreat, which was uh, unbelievable, I highly recommend every adult go back and have a youth retreat right. with your youth group as an adult. <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> as much fun, if not more fun, um, so with cool. a reasonable bedtime and coffee in the morning. Um, <laughs> but the people that you know were in charge of doing this on one night they played this song and, you know, members of the youth group sang it and we all ended up on the stage choreographed um, singing to Chris um, this thank you because Uncle Chris, by the way, is a youth minister. So, yes, we do have this. <laughs> it's, it is in our genes. Um, so Chris was just sitting, I mean, he was overcome and he was emotional and there was a song that I, I mean, I hadn't heard that song in years. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it in years. And it took me back immediately and tears are flowing. We're all sobbing. Chris is crying. Cindy's crying. My mama's crying. Everybody's crying. And it was a beautiful moment. And then I thought about those words. I am a life that was changed through these things that have done, that have happened and then the way that it just spider webs out of that is just unbelievable it is and i i have to attribute so much to chris my uncle chris i know earlier you, you said let's let's refer to people outside of the family but my my journey and my walk doesn't even really happen without my uncle chris and his impact and influence on my life amen me too oh my gosh um, I have lived in Columbus for a good chunk of my adolescence, but I spent most of my growing up, my primary and secondary years, in a place called Marion County, Georgia, Buena Vista. And um, Uncle Chris had a church out there, First Baptist Buena Vista. And um, that's where I led my first worship service and where I... Uh, I got to see the impact of the Lord through music. And I actually had a chance to work with, with Andy Luker doing that, and uh, that was a blast. But, man, my faith would not be the same without Uncle Chris. And I, th- I think everybody in the family can say that. Yeah. But without, without <laughs> that, I mean, the level of compassion that he shows, like it, it is the love of Christ going beyond human understanding and human reason to reach out to somebody and give them a hand and tell them about the love of Jesus and the love of the Lord. and Regardless of what you've heard about that person beforehand. Regardless. Or he doesn't reg- care. No, and regardless of what <laughs> their criminal record right. says. <laughs> you know, it, he doesn't care, and he realizes that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your past or what you've been through or what you've done. Every, the the ground is level at the foot of the cross and he he is a he's a perfect example of that shout out to you uncle chris what are you doing <laughs> love you i don't think he knows what podcasts are no he he won't he won't ever he has, hear this no. <laughs> let's let's yeah. call him up right now hey he'd say no, he what are you doing to hear us. yeah what <laughs> i can't hear you <laughs> Speak up. See, John, you didn't know that this podcast was going to become, you know, a reunion of all my family. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Welcome to the Hesses. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful bunch. But we do do that. We see we're very inclusive. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> We'd like everyone to come along with us. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a fact. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. <laughs> right, right, right. Just thank you for giving to the Lord. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. That missionary that came. Yeah. 
you gave it anyway. Yeah, we sang Ray Bolt's songs a lot in the denomination I grew up in. It was the Christian Missionary Alliance in Western Pennsylvania, and its emphasis was overseas missions. That was just the Christian Missionary Alliance. So that was a, like a really right and so targeted we, song for you guys. Well, sure, we would have these these mission conferences, and and that would be some of the songs that we would sing, um, or we would hear being sung, or at conferences and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's marvelous, marvelous song and it and it's it really does give give perspective to the person who is driven by the destination mm. whether that is where we think God is leading us or what God is preparing to do in us um, it really is the intersections that we have with people on the way to the destination mm-hmm. and even being open to say hey listen God I know you have a progressive revelation you, you reveal things progressively to me because you know that I can't handle it if you would if can't I, take it all at once. If now. you would just share it all at once, I mean, yeah. I, it would be overload because we would be like saying, okay, God, then I know this is what you want to do. Then why am I here now? Okay. You know, it's just yeah. like, we would always say, okay, what about, but it gives us that invitation to be in, in the present where God has us right now right. and to allow God to change the direction change the destination, but to be present. In fact, that's one of the things that I preached on a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago, and kind of reworking tomorrow for another congregation is the invitation that God gives is an invitation to have a present tense, dynamic relationship with Jesus. Amen. Not past tense, yeah. not future tense, right? but it's this present tense and i'm reworking it from uncle chris remember last episode yeah uncle chris wakes up every morning and says i choose, choose, choose today i choose today boy uncle chris see look see his influence impact it's, see? Yeah. true you, got, impact. you guys gotta meet john absolutely he'd be thrilled he'd be thrilled yeah i might pull him down <laughs> i need to do a podcast with him yeah. oh my gosh oh, absolutely I- well Jake, thank you for for joining us. And and look, Jake, I'm I'm excited to walk alongside of you in this journey with you here at St. Paul. It's going to be a blast. I know you're going to be commuting for a while. Yes, sir. Back and forth from um, Nashville. Yes. Yeah. So um, everybody keeps saying, "Oh my gosh, that's so hard." And I'm like, mm, "He's 23. He didn't I mean, care." <laughs> you see, I used to be a truck driver. I love the open love road. Man, the open road can be a beautiful thing if you, just, can, if you can stay like awake people. the whole way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Right. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm an introvert. And so, I mean, I've been tested. It's true. Several times and retested. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Introverted pastoral work cannot be. Yeah. It's very difficult. In the park. Right. You are commuting and a prayer yes, for you as you do commute back and forth. And, well, thank and you. our excitement for being a part of this intersection of your life. We know it's probably not a destination. But we have an opportunity to be fed by you. Wow. And we're excited about that. I, yes, I sir. We are. Well, it's, it's, it's an important time of growth for me, and it's an important time of growth, I assume, for your church and your body. And I'm, I'm privileged to be a part of that and to be able to advance that. Amen. So, come on. May it be. May Lord. it be. So if you want to hear Jake Hess lead worship, along with the fine musicians we have here at St. Killers. Paul, 
we invite you to be a part of our Sunday worship service at 11 a.m. here at St. Paul. Uh, more information is on our website, and um, you would always be welcome to be a part of worship here. Weather trip. Oh, sorry, Jake is here or not? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just call Absolutely. me. Call me W. That's w. right. Call w. me W. W. <laughs> Jake, thank you for being here. And Emily, well, thank you for always putting up with me. And those of you and who likewise. Are, <laughs> and those of you who are joining us online, you know, it amazes me that, you know, we'll probably distribute this in about a week or so. But then the years that people will come back and listen to this. Right. Um, I was just noticing the other day on our statistics that people are still in the last you know, two weeks are listening to episode one. Wow. You know, so new people are coming in and that, that seems like forever ago. <laughs> it really does. And you could, I think we even have a video of us doing episode one on our yeah, website. Yeah, we do. Uh-oh. One and two we did. I think we abandoned that in the three yeah. on the third one, right? Yeah, I couldn't get my makeup right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see what we look like now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us our prayer continues to be centered around that proclamation of a forgiveness that has been declared in heaven. May the Holy Spirit speak to your spirit and remind you that the greatest expression of God's love for you today is that he has provided a way for you to be called a child of God. And that's what we are. Amen. May God hold you in the palm of his hand today, tomorrow, and the days to come. Amen.